0: Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast aimed at intermediate to advanced-level English learners. On the final Sunday of March, the UK and many other European countries adjust their time forward by one hour. This is known as daylight savings time, or summertime, and is designed to give people more hours of sunlight during the summer months. In this episode of Thinking in English, we will look at the history and rationale for daylight savings time before discussing whether or not we really need it in 2021. But first, why not follow the Thinking in English Instagram page, Thinking in English podcast, or the link is in the description. And you definitely should look at our blog, thinkinginenglish.blog, for all transcripts and bonus content. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on our blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. To skip. To skip. To leave one thing or place, especially quickly, and in order to go to another place. This part of the book isn't very interesting. So, I'm going to skip it. To switch. To switch. This means to change suddenly or completely, especially from one thing to another. Or to exchange by replacing one person or thing with another. For example, she started studying English but switched to history in her second year. Equator. Equator. The equator is an imaginary line drawn around the middle of the Earth, an equal distance from the North Pole and the South Pole. For instance, Indonesia lies on the equator. Industrialised. Industrialised. This adjective is used to describe a country, economy, area, etc. that has many businesses and factories involved in producing goods. For example, even in the industrialised world, illiteracy is a problem. Agricultural. Agricultural. This adjective is used for farming or related to farming. For instance, the country's economy is mainly agricultural. Consistent. Consistent. If something is consistent, it always behaves or happens in a similar way. For example, her work is sometimes good, but the problem is she's not consistent to adjust to adjust to change something slightly especially to make it more correct effective or suitable for example if the chair is too high you can adjust it to suit you rationale 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 is the reasons or intentions that cause a particular set of beliefs or actions. For example, I don't understand the rationale for these restrictions. And finally today, deprived. Deprived. Not having the things that are necessary for a pleasant life, such as enough money, food or good living conditions. As I work at night, I am often sleep deprived. Last weekend was the last Sunday of March and as I woke up, something felt a little different. I felt unusually tired and struggled to get out of bed. Although my phone alarm has gone off at the same time every weekend for almost a year. I was sure it was earlier than usual. Maybe I made a mistake and set an extra alarm. I checked my smartphone and it said 7am, which is the same time I wake up every Sunday. However, I noticed my wristwatch had a different time, 6am, a whole hour earlier than my phone the clock in my room was also an hour different. And then I remembered, this was the first day of British summertime, also known as daylight savings time. At 1am on the last Sunday of March every year, the UK advances all of the country's clocks forward by one hour, which means that we lost a whole hour. We skipped from 1am and went straight to 2 a.m. The last Sunday of March only has 23 hours in the UK. And this explains why I was so tired last Sunday. I had slept for an hour less than usual. It's not just the UK that does this, but a lot of other European and North American countries do too. Most of Europe moves their clocks forward at the same time while the USA already switched to their summer hours at the beginning of March. The clocks will stay advanced by one hour until the autumn, when they will return to their normal times. Although it can be a little confusing when you forget, British people generally don't struggle with the change. However, seeing as the majority of Asia and Africa, as well as countries close to the equator, do not have a version of Daylight Savings Time, and keep the same time all year round, many of you will not know much about the change. Why do many countries change their time in the summer months, and how did it start? Well, the basic idea for Daylight Savings Time is that by moving clocks forward by one hour, it gives people an extra hour of sunlight in the summer months. Industrialized societies like those in Europe and North America almost always use a clock-based schedule to organize activities and that this doesn't change throughout the entire year. School might start at 8am, you'll work 9-5, to join a yoga class at 7pm and this will remain consistent all year round it doesn't matter how how many hours of sunlight when the sun rises or when the sun sets we use a clock to schedule our lives but compare this with an agricultural society where work and daily schedules are based on the length of daylight hours not on clock-based time you know if you work on a farm or if you work if you spend most of your time working outside and you need daylight well, of course, in winter, your working day will be a lot shorter than in summer. Because in many parts of the world, the amount of sunlight changes depending on the season. The further away from the equator, the more extreme these changes become. And in the extreme north or extreme south, places like Iceland, Alaska and north of Russia may have never-ending daylight. Or nighttime for periods of the year. As in industrial societies, our schedule is based on clock hours, not actual daylight, it means that we actually waste some daylight while we are asleep. By resetting all clocks in a region to one hour ahead of standard time, people who follow a consistent clock based year round schedule will wake an hour earlier than they would usually have done. They will begin and complete daily work routines an hour earlier, and they will have available to them an extra hour of daylight after their workday activities. There will be one less hour of sunlight in the morning. However, this doesn't really matter in summer, because we will be asleep anyway. But in winter it is not desirable. So therefore, we only move clocks forward during the brighter summer months. And changing times also helps to save fuel, as there is less need for lighting and heating during daylight hours. In places far north or far south, the changes in daylight hours throughout the year is so extreme that adjusting the clocks doesn't really help. While places close to the equator have very consistent daylight hours year-round, meaning daylight savings time is unnecessary. The first modern person to propose a version of daylight savings time was a New Zealand scientist called George Hudson in the late 19th century. He worked an early shift and realised how people would be able to enjoy more sunlight if they started working earlier like he did. William Willett, an English builder, realised a similar thing a few years later when he discovered most people slept through two or three hours of sunlight during the British summer. If they woke up earlier, they would be able to have more sunlight throughout their day. The first countries to adopt daylight savings time nationally were members of the German and Austria-Hungarian empires, On April the 30th 1916 as a way to conserve coal during wartime. As I mentioned if you have daylight savings time there's more sunlight so less need for fuel to power lights. Britain, uh, most of its allies and many other European nations soon followed the, the German and Austrian countries. Russia, and a few other countries waited until the next year, and the US adopted daylight saving in 1918. Most places abandoned changing clocks in the years after the First World War ended in 1918, with exceptions including Canada, the UK, France, Ireland and the US, which kept the change. It became common again during World War II and was widely used throughout America and Europe from the 1970s as a result of the 1970s energy crisis. Daylight savings time was one of the methods used to uh, keep fuel reserves high. Since then, the world has seen many changes, but a number of countries still use the system. Approximately 1.5 billion people in 70 countries around the world observe Daylight Savings Time. So now I've introduced the rationale and history behind Daylight Savings Time. Let's discuss if we actually need it. Many countries don't use the system, and in the countries that do, there are arguments against changing the clocks twice a year. As I introduce both sides of the debate, I want you to consider my words and make your own decision whether it is necessary or not. I want you to think in English. So, should we keep daylight savings time? Supporters of daylight savings time argue that longer daylight hours promote safety. Longer daylight hours make driving safer, it lowers car accident rates, and could lower the risk of people being hit by a car. There are fewer thefts and burglaries in daylight, and daylight in the evening makes it safer for joggers, dog walkers and children to play outside, among other people, because drivers are able to see people more easily and criminal activity is lowered. It might also help the economy. Extra daylight means more people can go shopping after work, increasing sales, And especially in outdoor industries like golf or national parks, customers have an extra hour to enjoy the daylight outside. In addition, in 2007, an estimated $59 million was saved because fewer robberies were committed thanks to the sun being up later. And furthermore, longer daylight hours encourage people to be more active and spend more time outside after work. It is far more tempting to exercise or visit places while there is still light in the sky. On the other hand, some people are against daylight savings time. One argument is that it is bad for our health. Changing sleep patterns, even by one hour, goes against a a person's natural sleep cycle and may have negative consequences for our health. There have been studies showing that more heart attacks, headaches and serious accidents occur in the days after the clocks change. Moreover, some people call the Monday after the change to summertime Sleepy Monday because it is one of the most sleep deprived days of the year. We are generally less productive and our quality of work goes down when we are sleep-deprived. Finally, they argue that daylight savings time is expensive. Millions of people spend time changing their clocks and watches, and that time could be spent doing something else. For someone like me, who works every day with people living in countries without daylight savings time, it can cause scheduling problems, and take time to resolve these problems. For example, over the winter months, I have worked the same hours every day and managed to build up regular clients during this period. However, as the clocks changed, I had to adjust my schedule to match the countries that don't use daylight savings time. Basically, I now have to work one hour later than I did before. The Air Transport Association estimated that daylight savings time cost the airline industry $147 million in 2007, thanks to confused time schedules with countries who do not participate in the time change. According to the Lost Hour Economic Index, moving clocks forward has a total cost to the US economy of $434 million nationally factoring in health issues, decreased productivity, and workplace injuries. So here is today's final thought. In this episode of Thinking in English, I have introduced the idea of daylight savings time and some of the positive and negative arguments surrounding time changes. Do you think countries should keep changing their clocks during the summertime? What does your country do? Do you feel any effect when you change your sleep schedule, even by one hour? Thank you for listening to today's episode of Thinking in English. Please share with your friends, check out our social media links in the description and send us a message. We really appreciate all of your feedback. And if you have any ideas for topics or future podcast guests or any other learning format, please let us know. And please leave me a rating. We're now on Instagram. I'm sure you've already seen it, but go there, check it out. Lots of good content about vocabulary, pronunciation and grammar. And Instagram is a great way to contact me. Uh, It's Thinking in English Podcast on Instagram or the link is in the description. Also, all of the transcripts of the podcast are now available on the Thinking in English blog. Um, Vocabulary lists, comprehension questions, and all of the articles are there for you to read. Um, That link is also in the description, so please check it out too. Thank you, and see you next time.